Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and thank you for joining me today. You could be doing anything, listening to anybody else, and I really appreciate that you tuned in today, and I wanna make sure, as always, that you get more than your money's worth, even though don't actually pay for the podcast, but you know what I mean, you get the idea. Today is a conversation with a good friend of mine, genuinely a good friend of mine. I always say he's one of my favorite people. You know those people that just like the thought of them makes you smile? Do you have those people in your life, I would imagine? He is one of those people. Chandler Bolt, we've known each other for about six or seven years now. And Chandler is the founder of Self Publishing School. He's the host of the Self Publishing School podcast and the author of six best selling books, including his most recent title, which is published The Proven Path from Blank Page to Published Author. If you've listened for a while or been uh, around my ecosystem, is that the right term, ecosystem? I don't know. You may know Chandler. I've had him on the podcast before. We've done webinars and masterclasses before, which we're actually doing uh, two of them next week. If you're listening to this live, we are doing a masterclass webinar on March 30th. And that is on how to write and publish a book in as little as 90 days that grows your impact, income, and business. So that's Tuesday, March 30th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. That's the first masterclass webinar. And that's for if you've never written a book and you want to learn how to do that in as little as a few months, that is a game changer because I've done this with Chandler before. Now, there's also a second webinar that I've never done with Chandler before, and I'm excited for this one. It's on April 1st, so just two days later, Thursday, April 1st at 1 p.m. Eastern as well, and that is the proven path to sell more books, how to sell your first 10,000 or your next 10,000 copies. So that's for all of you members of our community that maybe have done Chandler's program before and you actually have written your book. This is how do you sell those those next 10,000 copies. It's a proven path to sell more books. So to register for both of those or either of those, go to halelrod.com forward slash s. P.S. as in self-publishing school, halelrod.com forward slash SPS. And those are completely free. There's no catch. It is totally free to do the webinars. And I've done these with Chandler before, or I've done similar ones and Chandler always over delivers. So this episode is not just about how to write a book. We've done that before. This is really Chandler's story and Chandler's keys to how he built a business. Chandler started his business at 20 years old. And in six years, he grew self-publishing school from zero to $26 million in revenue. Incredible. Last year, uh, he did $7.1 million. And so you're going to hear how he got started. It's an incredible story. And I really feel like it's one for all of us to model, myself included. <laughs> like I am, you know, the student has become the teacher, so to speak, in that Chandler approached me seven years ago and was picking my brain on books and stuff. And now he's grown this multi-million dollar business. And I am, you know, I'm asking him for advice on how to grow my business and reach more people. So uh, Chandler is absolutely brilliant. And before we dive in, I want to take just one 
one minute to thank our sponsor, Organifi. Organifi makes some of the best whole food organic supplements, nutritional products. You've heard me say before, I've used their products for years. I use their protein powder every day. I use their gold, which has turmeric and other anti-inflammatory ingredients. I use their balance, which is their prebiotic and probiotic. I put that in my smoothie every day. I use their immune. That goes in my smoothie every day, as well as I think I mentioned the vanilla protein powder. Check that out. If you want to improve your health, I highly encourage you to check out Organifi's products and you can get a discount if you use the code HAL, H-A-L. So just go over to Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, Organifi with an I, two I's, Organifi.com forward slash HAL, and then use the code HAL at checkout if you see something you like and you'll get 15% off your entire order. I hope you find something there that you love. Like I said, I use the products every day and I am a fan, which is why they sponsor the podcast. I'm also a fan of Chandler Bolt, which is why I'm having him back today and we're doing the two webinars next week. So I just finished this conversation with Chandler. I finished it as I always do, feeling great about just who Chandler is and the value that he adds to the world and to my life. And so I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Chandler Bolt, it's good to see you, brother. How Elrod, great to be here. Yeah, for those listening, they're not seeing you; they're just hearing your voice. But it's a good voice. I see you. I see you, buddy. Hey, man, I'm excited. You know, you're one of my favorite people, and uh, you tell me I'm one of your favorites, so I just I'm going to take that at face value. I think it's true. So this is always fun when I get to reconnect with you. And for anybody listening, if you don't know Chandler, I got, I got to tell the backstory real quick, right? So Chandler and I met, he was running mics and uh, he, he had volunteered as a free volunteer at an event called Mastermind Talks. I think, was that in Canada, that, for, that one we met at? Yep, it was. I think in Toronto. Toronto, yeah. So we're in Toronto, Canada and uh, Chandler's running around like crazy, just big, he's got the biggest smile all the time and uh, he's just a very friendly guy and he's, he's helping out. And then how did we end up connecting in San Diego? You reached out to me? Yeah, I reached out to you when when you were living in San Diego. I said, hey, let's meet. I love your book and love what you're doing. And then at that meeting, it was at your favorite spot. Yard um, house back then. By the airport. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And then that was when I said, hey, you've got an event coming up. If, if you're looking for volunteers, like I'd, I'd be happy to volunteer. And that was kind of my hustle at that time is a lot of these events <laughs> I couldn't afford to get to go to, but I just wanted to get into the room. So nice. that was the, and then I volunteered at the event and then that kickstarted a lot of other things, the open, yeah. room and everything. And that's tip number one guys, right? Like, you know, when Chandler was starting out, he connected with all these people because he volunteered for free at their events to be, you know, to be a leader, to help out and, and serve. So, um, so that's how we met. Yeah. And, and then I remember at our event, right? The highlight is Chandler, the famous giveaway. He gave away copies of the five minute journal. He did an Oprah style giveaway. It's on YouTube somewhere, I think, but it was the whole like Oprah used to give away cars and Chandler was like, you get a five minute journal. You get a five minute journal. Everybody gets a five minute journal. (laughs) (laughs) I remember it was like it was yesterday, man. And then Chandler, and we're going to talk a lot about this because I really, Chandler, I want to do something different than we've done today. Like I want to talk about you as a person, your mindset and how you've achieved extraordinary success. I mentioned this in the intro, you've grown your business from zero to $26 million in six years and you're 27 years old, right? Like your success dwarfs 99% of entrepreneurs, like it's incredible. And I want to talk, that's what I really want to dive into. And of course the book stuff, we'll, we'll talk today about, you know, how to write a book. if You've never written one, how to, how to sell more books. We've done that before. We have some cool 
We're doing a couple webinars coming up. I'll mark your calendar right now and we'll give you all the info, but it's March 30th at 1 p.m. Eastern. We're gonna do a webinar, how to write and publish a book in as little as 90 days that grows your impact your income and your business. So that's March 30th at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific time. And then on April 1st, just two days later, we're gonna host another webinar we've never done before. I've never done this with you before, but it's the proven path to sell more books, how to sell your first 10,000 or your next 10,000 copies. And we have hundreds of members of our community and listeners of this podcast that have gone through Chandler's company, Self Publishing School, and they've written and published their first book. And so they might not attend the March 30th webinar. That's for new authors, right? But if you have written a book, you know, and you wanna learn how to sell the next 10,000 copies, that webinar on April 1st will be happening. So we'll, we'll get into all the details on that. But this is what I want to mention is that, oh, shoot, I forgot what I wanted to mention, Chandler. Where was I going with that? <laughs> Probably what well, we were talking about, the to going a little bit different with this interview, and then I think maybe halelrod.com forward slash SPS if people want to register for either one of those. To trips. register for the webinars, halelrod.com forward slash SPS. No, what was I going to say? Uh, hold on. It'll come to me. Just give me a moment of silence, everybody. All right, whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll get there. But the point is that today, right, I wanted to be different than, you know, than we've done in the past because what you've done, you know, we always focus on what you teach, but not who you are and what you've done. And I think that that is, you know, what you've done is remarkable. So for anybody listening that has some major goals that wants to grow a business, that wants to start a business, that wants to become an entrepreneur, yeah, man, you're, you are a living example. And I think that, again, we just shared the first actionable strategy right? Is that you started out six, seven years ago when you were 20 years old, going to events and volunteering. And I think that that's such an important piece is that you're, you got in with people that now, I mean, look at, you know, you, you volunteered at my event and seven years later, you're on the podcast again. Oh, that, oh, I remember it. Okay. Here's what I wanted to share. I told you to come back. So Chandler reached out to me, gosh, I don't know, you know, five years ago or so. And, uh, he said, Hal, hey, you know, would you be open to sharing uh, self-publishing school with your audience and promoting it? And that's what's called essentially an affiliate you know, deal where he goes, you know, you'll get a percentage, you'll get a little bit of uh, kickback on anyone that buys our course through your, through your, your, you know, your email. And that, that's kind of how this, this thing works. And I had said, no, I had been pitched dozens and dozens and dozens of people saying, Hey, promote my product and I'll give you a percentage of the profits. And I had said no every single time for years until you asked. And because of who you are, Chandler, and because I believe so much in the power of writing a book, right? I've said it so many times that writing The Miracle Morning and self-publishing The Miracle Morning, for those that don't know, The Miracle Morning has sold two and a half million copies. It's self-published to this day. And uh, it was a yes, like it was an easy yes that I believe in you. I know your heart and your integrity. And I knew what you had done through self-publishing school and what you had done with your own books. And so for me, yeah, it was, it was a yes. And so I just want to share that with the audience because like, I basically, I, I put my stamp of approval on Chandler Bolt, right? Like, you know, like I really, I, I vouch for you and, and anybody that asks, I just, I rave about you. You were at my house a few weeks ago watching UFC when you were in town in Austin, right? So, so yeah, so this is, um, you, you and I actually have a really, really great friendship and um, I appreciate you, brother. Hey, right back at you. You were one of the earliest supporters of me. And it's, I've told you this so many times, but it's something I'll, I will never forget. And I will forever be indebted to you and grateful for you. That's why I do the things I do for that forever indebtedness, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. So let's go back. Like uh, the whole 
kind of who is Chandler Bolt? So I want to know, like, how did you grow up? Like, where'd you grow up? How'd you grow up? And, and, and what'd you want to be when you grew up? Like, that, let's start there. Yeah, so I believe there's no such thing as self-made. Yeah. And I'm a product of really great parents and really great people around me. And so I grew up in the middle of nowhere, South Carolina. I'm a C-level English student and a college dropout with ADHD. Basically, the last person you would ever think that's writing books and, and running a quote-unquote school teaching people to write books, right? And yeah. so I grew up wanting to be an entrepreneur. My mom loves this story that, uh, you know, she sent me off to scout camp. I was in the Boy Scouts and she sent me with all these snacks and drinks and stuff. And and I came back with a wad full of cash and a switchblade knife because <laughs> I sold them all. I didn't need them. I sold them all. And so that was like, I think the impetus of becoming an entrepreneur. And so then it's that kind of entrepreneurial spirit. My dad runs a small town construction company. My mom's a realtor. So both kind of entrepreneurs. And so I think I saw that my brother plays in the Grammy nominated rock and roll band called Need to Breathe. So he kind of blazed this, this path that everyone was like, Hey, when are you going to get a real job and stop doing music and all that? And then he made it big time in the music world. And so I think he was kind of this trailblazer for me, combined with my parents really, really pouring into me and teaching a lot of life skills. And so selling uh, snacks at scout camp, running first couple of businesses in in high school with a landscaping business and kind of a canteen at school, then first six figure company in college with uh, student painters running an exterior house painting business. And then that kind of gave me the confidence to drop out of school, Hmm. dropped out of school, started self-publishing school. So that's kind of the, the, the entrepreneurial journey and just building. And one of my first books that I wrote, my brother, it was a charity project. We talked about kind of this concept of many M-A-N-Y, like a lot, many, M-I-N-I, so many, a lot of little Hmm. (laughs) successes. And that being kind of just a key to building confidence and also the kind of slowly building success in anything. And I feel like that's the story of my journey as a person and as an an entrepreneur. So that first book you, you wrote with your brother... And it was called exactly. Many of the Many, yeah. Many of Many, what was it called? <laughs> no, that was one of the concepts, sorry. Oh, okay. The book. And so the book- I love that concept, by the way, though. M-A-N-Y <laughs> yeah. of M-I-N-I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many yeah. of the Many, that's, that, that's a great concept. And so the, the the book's called Breaking Out of a Broken System. And it was kind of about the, we felt like there were these 15 things that our parents taught us growing up that we thought were totally normal. And then we got out in the real world and realized no one gets taught this stuff. Hmm. And so it's his perspective as a musician, my perspective as a business guy on these same 15 things. And it was a project for charity, uh, but the, the, that was one of the concepts. And so I think it's just like you're doing with your kids, right? It's like the, the concept of just pushing them out of their comfort zone a little bit setting them up to succeed and try this new thing. And then they do it and they say, oh, wow, I did it. I have yeah. a little bit more confidence. Yep. I have a little bit. And, and so it's just kind of brick by brick building up your confidence and, and also building up your skill set. And you can do that in, in any area. <laughs> I mean, this is, I feel like a lot of what the Miracle Morning is about is, is doing that as a part of your morning routine, which I'm also, I mean, I'm a product and raving fan of the Miracle Morning. And Dude, you're a movie star, morning. thanks to the Miracle Morning. You are in the Miracle, in case you guys don't know, Chandler I somehow Bolt. didn't get edited out. Yeah, yeah. No, I love it. you because you, you had the greatest line you talked about, right? The day I started the Miracle Morning, that was the date that changed everything, right? So yeah. Well, and I don't know if you know this, Al, but I can count probably on one hand 
the number of days I've missed a miracle morning since I started it in 2014. And wow. I view that. And when people ask, I mean, they ask on podcast interviews all the time. It's like, Hey, what's one of the key things that you would attribute your success to? And it's like the miracle morning. I mean, if awesome. I, if I do my morning routine, it's going to be a great day. And if I don't, it's not, I mean, it's as simple as that. Yeah. And, and I, and it, so many things in my life compound just for my morning routine. So. Yeah, I feel the same way, man, and I'm grateful to hear that. So you, when you started self-publishing, now you, you self-published another book after the one with your brother, yep. right? Yep. A for-profit book, because that first yeah. one was a non a charity project. And then exactly. when did you publish your first for-profit book? Yeah, it's, it's kind of confusing. It's like I wrote the one with my brother first, but actually published the other one before oh, okay. that one came out. So it's like first one I wrote versus yeah, first yeah, one yeah. I published. But there was one called The Productive Person. It was about productivity for entrepreneurs. And basically what I learned running a six-figure house painting business while also being a full-time college student hmm. uh, and how do you juggle your time and that sort of thing. And so that was the one that I published. And that kind of alongside that gave me the confidence to drop out of school. That book started making a few thousand dollars a month and and uh, royalties. And so that kind of paid the bills as I dropped out of school. And then that parlayed into with those two books, it, it's kind of like I didn't drop out of school thinking I'm going to start self-publishing school. Okay. I dropped out of school thinking I'm going to start a business and I've got six months of six months of runway, <laughs> yeah. like six months of savings. Six months of savings. I, I hope this works. Right. Yeah. And, and so I was working on a business at the time that was totally failing and people kept asking about the book publishing stuff. And so I'd get on the phone for, you know, for an hour, teach them everything I knew for free, just to be a nice person and try to be helpful and say, Hey, hope this works. It's kind yeah. of one of those things where somebody can only smack you in the face so many times before you turn around and look and you turn around and look and there's this line of people there. And so I think that's a lesson for folks as well. It's like, what's the thing that people are already asking you about right now? Yeah. Um, and that they're asking for your advice on. And that's probably either a business that you could start, or maybe it's within your business. Maybe you're emotionally attached to a part of your business and everyone's asking about some other thing. Usually that thing is, is a really great product or a really great business because, and because people are actually interested in, so that's yeah. kind of how self-publishing school started. You and I have so much in common or, or, and I'm sure with many other entrepreneurs, but that's my first business was coaching Cutco sales reps. Yeah. I was a top Cutco sales rep and people were always asking me for advice. How do you do it? Can I train with yeah. you? Can I write? And then one day I'm like, wait a minute, I think these guys would pay for coaching, you know, and there you go. Like, and then I launched, you know, what became a six figure business and, and, and I ran it for many years and then, it, and then I expanded to, you know, all sorts of different entrepreneurs and sales reps. And, but it was exactly what you said, looking at what are people asking me for? And if they're not asking you, which right, maybe, maybe people don't, maybe you're very quiet. They don't know what you got to offer. Right. But then the question is the other, the other way to ask that question is what have I done that other people would arguably want to do? that I could help shorten their learning curve or guide them along the way or give them support, accountability, et cetera. And with self-publishing, so you guys provide all of that. So, you know, education, accountability, all of the above. When did you start self-publishing school? 2015? Yeah. So we launched in 2015 and it's kind of, so we did like a small class the year before just to get proof of concept. Okay. That was 44 people, I think. And 60% of those folks wrote and published a book within six months. Now talk so about that. that. That's a huge, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pausing on this. I really, I want to unpack yeah. that. You ran a, I, so you launched it to 40 people, 40, you said 40? Yes. Yeah, I think it was um, like 44 maybe. Yeah. To test it out and see if people would actually pay you for this before you actually rolled out a full-on business. Yes. What did that look like? How did you get those 40 people? How did you present them, pitch them, sell them on your offering? And how did you deliver it? Yeah, so I'm a big proponent of sell then build. 
And so you pre-sell it, ask people exactly what they want and then uh, build exactly what they want. Right. And yep. so that's what we did. How we did it was I had two, we scrapped for every, like we just did so many personal reach outs and said, Hey, we're doing these three webinars, share this with someone, you know, who wants to write a book. So we just reached out to every person we knew yeah. basically and said, Hey, if you know someone, send them to this. And I had two partners, um, like kind of first ever affiliates that took a flyer on me, kind of similar to you, you know, maybe a year or two later took a flyer on me where they said, Hey, I know Chandler. I know that this is legit. And I know that no matter what, like this is going to at minimum be a value add to my audience. Like if yeah. they just show up for this webinar and, and all that stuff. And so that's what I did. And that's how we got the first 44 kind of cohort of 44 students signed up. And then when we got that over 60% success rate within six months, I mean, 60% of people writing and publishing a book within six yeah. months. That was when I said proof of concept, got it. Yeah. And we went all in. And that's when in February of 2015, we launched and kind of crazy about that time. I was like the, at the end of my runway from like dropping out of school and all that and running out of money. So I, yeah. So yeah. I just pushed all the chips and the, and that's what people think sometimes it's like, Oh, they see the first success and they think, Oh, you're successful. They see your revenue and they think it's profit. And yeah. they don't see yeah. the fact that it's like, I was one of three business partners and like we did $86,000 in revenue that year, which <laughs> the profit split three ways. It's like, yeah. I didn't even make enough money to file taxes yeah. um, that year. <laughs> but then fast forward to February, 2015 and all of my bank accounts, were negative. I borrowed $15,000 from friends and family to get the business off the ground, push the chips in the table. And then that's when we launched self-publishing school and we went from zero to $1.32 million in sales over the next 11 months. And it was Sorry. on the heels of a book. Like I launched another book and that kickstarted it. And then we, we launched the-, the Was that published? Which, was, which book did you launch? That one was book is a book called book launch. Oh yeah. I okay, um, remember that. And then, yeah. The, and then the most recent one is published. Yeah. And Got that's it. like probably my flagship book, but yeah. 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 So you launched it in debt, borrowing money, putting it all, put, like you said, all the chips in and without like for anyone listening, all you need is proof of concept to then have the calculated risk that you're taking, right? Like, you know, if you had, if you had just gone from never done anything, don't know if this is going to work. Don't know if anybody wants this. I'm all in. That's risky. If you test it, if you try it with a small group of people, whether it's four or 40, and you go, oh, they want it, they're willing to pay for it, this works, we delivered the service, and they got the results, okay, concept proven, now I can go all in. Now I can go get a loan from the bank or from friends or from family or whatever. So Chandler, I love, you know, it's such a beautiful success story from volunteering at events to self-publishing a book. Like, I mean, just, it's a path that, Anyone can follow and they've got to follow it though. It takes courage, right? It takes courage because yeah. you have to take risk. And I don't know any yeah. entrepreneur that, you know, that didn't start out with putting some stuff on the line. Oh, hey, one quick thing before you ask you. Yeah. One quick thing on that, actually, I think it's really helpful, was really helpful for me as a mentor told me one time, it's exactly what you just said. He said, Chandler, there's a difference between taking risks and being risky. Mm. And so a lot of people think it's being risky is playing a lottery, right? It's like, as this is like, I'm probably not going to win. Right. But taking risks. And so that's where I feel like I did it in this case. And in so many other cases throughout my business journey, dropping out of school, 
that was a risk. It wasn't risky though, because it was a cal- I calculated the risk. I could finish my degree for 10 grand and some cost of living, <laughs> but I felt like my opportunity cost was a few hundred thousand dollars worth of business that I could do over that time. So yeah. I took that calculated risk and I dropped out. Right. And so that I think is even help might even be helpful for people is okay. Don't just like recklessly quit your job or recklessly like put all your money into this new thing that has no proof of concept. Sure. Take risks. Don't be risky. I love that. I think that's, yeah. It's, and, and I did a similar thing where I, when I left Cutco, I saved up six months of income. I mean, it's like, it's almost identical story. It's six months of income. And then uh, I'm like, all right, I got six months to get this coaching business built to where it can replace my income. And, you know, it took that. But again, I had, but what I did is I signed on like eight clients while I was still selling Cutco and then coached them for a few months. And I'm like, and then I asked them, hey, do you want to continue for the next year? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. This is great. Right. So again, it's, it's very similar. I took a calculated risk. And then once I, you know, once I had clients and I had proof of concept, I went all in. So, and how did you grow it from a startup to $1.3 million that year? Like what's the high level general mindset? And actually, before you answer that, you can answer it kind of in the same breath. When you started self-publishing school, like, you know, February, 2015, borrowing 15 Mm -hmm. grand, I'd love to know what was your, what was the vision? Like, what did you think was possible or, or maybe what did you think was likely both, you know, right? So, so yeah, what was your vision and then how did you grow it to not just, I mean, how'd you grow to a $26 million business? You guys did seven, last year was what, 7.1 million in revenue? Yes. Yeah. Dude, I've never come close to that channel. Like, I got to go back and listen to this podcast. Uh, anyway, man. Uh, all right. So yeah. So what was your vision for self-publishing school and how'd you get where you are? Yeah. So I think, and this is probably a lot of people can relate to this. There was my vision pre- first cohort and post and, and vision at first was, Hey, I'm going to just try to like, I, I need to not run out of money <laughs> and I need, and I, I need to prove that I could replicate somewhat my success with others. Yep. And so that was the goal with the first 44 students. It's like, let's cash flow this enough to keep rolling. And like, let's knock the socks off of these first 44 students. So then they had success. Then that gave me belief in the concept as a whole. And then kind of also what, what ended up happening in the interim. And I think you've heard me tell this story and I kind of tell this full story in my TEDx talk, but I had a friend kind of tragically pass away right in front of me in that time. And then that was in September, October of 2014, right as we were finishing this cohort and I was deciding, okay, do I move on to something else? Do I double down? And that was what I needed as I felt like when he passed away, I'm living for two now. And also I found out that he had attended one of my random webinars and actually written most of a draft of a book. Mm. And we were actually, with the help of his friends, able to publish that book after he passed away. So that for me was the light bulb that this is it. This is one of the few things in my life that's actually making the world a better place. I need to, and I want to double down. And then that's when I said all the chips in the table, February of 2015, like this is what we're going to do and we're going to go big. And so then it was the vision was how do we change as many lives as possible through publishing a book? I believe that books change lives. Yeah. Um, I believe in leveraged impact, right? You do work once and that book, just like you've done with the Miracle Morning, goes on to impact thousands, tens of thousands, in your case, millions of people. And longer after you're off this earth, this is still going to be making an impact, still going to be earning income for your family and future generations, right? And so the goal is to change lives through books. And and so our specifically our mission now, kind of fast forwarding to now, is to publish 100,000 books by 2035. 
Nice. And so we feel like for every book published, that's at least 1,200 people that are impacted. So we'll, we'll change the lives of, of 120 million people by doing that. Out of our 100,000 books published, I think we're about 6,000 away the way there. So we've made some good progress. We have a long, long way to go, but we, yeah. we're publishing about two to five books every single day right now. Um, and so we're making Incredible. consistent progress toward that. Well, and you know, the beauty of, you know, you mentioned changing lives through books and that you believe books change lives. The, the cool thing is, especially in the context of what you do, is that books change lives for the reader and for the author, right? Yes. And, you know, and obviously I've had my life changed by, I mean, to this day, the book I'm reading right now, it's called Awareness by Anthony DeMello. In fact, you should get it, Chandler. It's arguably the best book I've ever read. And, you know, and it's like, just when you think you've, you know, I've read hundreds of books, like I know so much. And then you're like, you read a new book, you're like, oh my God, this is, I've never heard this. I've never, you know, so yeah, so it changes books on both ends. So as a reader of books, it's who I am today has largely been shaped by that. I know you're, you're nodding your head, you agree, but writing The Miracle Morning and self-publishing it, it gave my family financial freedom. And I always say that the biggest impact of this, right, you can't predict the future. When I got cancer and I was in the hospital for most of eight months, I, I wasn't able to work. That book, The Miracle Morning, and you know, and the other books I'd written, but primarily The Miracle Morning, that one book, it paid all of my family's bills. It paid all of my medical bills while I didn't promote it. I didn't do anything. And so, you know, that's why I'm so passionate about sharing the opportunity to write a book with people because I think most people want to write a book. They have life experience that would help others. And I feel like, you know, and I, I always say this is my opinion. I don't want to project onto everybody else, but, but I think we have a responsibility to share our life experience, to share our knowledge with other people to serve them, to help them. And arguably the best way to do it is a book because it does last forever, right? Even when you're gone, you know, Thank and Grow Rich, written in 1937 by Napoleon Hill, right? That book still sells, you know, I don't even know, hundreds of thousands of copies every single year, almost 100 years after the guy wrote it. Right. Um, so let me ask you what, and I, I know I've heard you share the number before, but what is the percentage of people from like nationwide surveys that want to write a book? Yeah, so it's about 81, 82% of folks, according to the New York Times, of people want to write a book. We know that less than 1% of people actually do it. Got it. So 80, guys, listen, 80% want to, right? And 1% do. So the next question, because you're so deep in this channel, is what holds people back from writing a book? <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of things. There's two or three main things. People think it's a bigger thing than it actually is. So they don't have the confidence to even start. Yeah. They, they're, you know, kind of wrecked with self-doubt and imposter syndrome. Who am I to do this? I don't know enough, you know, all those things. And then if they're actually committed to starting though, then the biggest roadblock is getting a rough draft done. And that's what we focus on with our students and, and folks that we're helping is, hey, nothing else matters until you get the rough draft done. So as soon as you kind of, if you're at the starting blocks, that's the first major milestone that we want to help people work towards is how do you get the rough draft done as fast as possible? And it's a rough draft. It'll get yeah. better. But that is where we see the light bulb turn on for people is yeah. once they get the rough draft done, it goes from this thing that, you know, it's kind of a pipe dream that I might do that I'm kind of working on to I'm actually doing this and it's going to get done. Yeah. 
Well, and I've heard it called the shitty first draft or, you know, different term. Do you have a term for it? What do you guys call the rough draft? <laughs> we just, it's just a rough draft. <laughs> yeah. We, we say rough, rough draft. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, rough, here's, rough, like a dog, but rough, <laughs> <laughs> that's just like to make people feel better. It's like, Hey, this is a rough, rough draft. <laughs> the dog, the dog draft the dog. Um, and, and that's, that's fine. Well, and for anybody listening, I just, I want to ask somebody who's written books. I want to say that when I used to do coaching and I would, some of my clients, I would coach on, you know, they wanted to write a book. So we focused on that is that, yeah, your, your first book or the goal of the first draft is just to get it done. And it really, it can be a crappy, it's a mediocre version. That's fine. The hardest thing is getting the words on paper, get right. And then you go back and in the editing is when you make your rough draft, right? That's the polishing. That's the polishing of the rough stone to make it a polished final draft. So what are the biggest reasons that you feel like people should write a book? Like what's in it for somebody to write a book? Passive income, pride, legacy, all of the above and more. Like what, what do you think the biggest compelling reasons are? Yeah. So there, there's probably two big ones is impact and then income or really for most people, it's growing your business in that sense. So for some people, they say, I want to write a book because I want my kids and my kids' kids to know the lessons that I learned the hard way. And I wish I had... People always talk about my grandpa and I never met. He died when I was one year old hmm. and, and they always just rave about him. And I'm like, man, I wish I would. What did they like so much? What did he learn from his time on earth? And I wish I could read his book. Yeah. Right. In a similar sense, like I know it was kind of a picture book, like, but I would have loved to have a Mamba mentality book by Kobe Bryant. Like mm. just, I would have loved to, to read that and just his approach. And he had like kind of a small picture book, but like, that's, that's your legacy. Right. Yeah. And, and then the, the flip side is using a book to grow your business. And so if you're an entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur, I think it's a no brainer and you can either, you can follow my path either way, which is, I, I wrote and published a book to start a business and it was like the first proof of concept. And I did the book first that got income rolling in and started building the email list and then launched products and et cetera. Or you can do what I'm doing now is use a book to get more leads, sales, and referrals hmm. for your business. And so, you know, my book published generates hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, maybe even over a million a year at this point, just in revenue for self-publishing school. People hmm. buy the book. I'll give it away like crazy. Like when I'm speaking at your events or other events, it's like, oh, we give away the book to people. They read it on the plane ride home. They book a call with the team, sign up for self-publishing school, right? So my book, I view it as kind of like this Trojan horse that spreads the ideology. It helps us get more leads, help us convert a higher percentage of sales. And then it also helps us turn customers into referrers, right? Because they're hmm. not going to hand out my business card, <laughs> yeah. but I can give them a book and then they pass those books around. And so it just kind of helps spread the message and then bring back business. Yeah. Well, and that's what I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs do is some people write a book to sell a lot of books and, you know, that a lot of business owners will write a book to share their expertise and knowledge with people, knowing that those people can get more, a lot more value if they actually hire the person. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like self-publishing school. You're providing an accountability coach to actually check in with the person every week and make sure they're finishing and on time and on track and giving, answering questions and support. Like that's one thing that you don't get in a book is you don't get, you know, yeah. you don't, you can't, it's not interactive. You can't ask questions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. So, all right. So we're going to do two, uh, and this is the first time of it we've ever done the two of these. We're going to do the yeah. first webinar, March 30th, how to write and publish a book in as little as 90 days that grows your impact, income, and business. So if you've never written a book, go to halelrod.com forward slash SPS for self-publishing school. 
SPS, halelrod.com forward slash SPS. And Chandler, can people, are both of the webinars going to be there? They can register for either one or how's that work? Yeah, they, they should be. And just to be sure, we'll make sure both links are in the show notes as well. Okay. Awesome. And then webinar number two, April 1st at 1 p.m. Eastern is the proven path to sell more books, how to sell your first 10,000 or your next 10,000 copies. Chandler, any, any final thoughts on, you know, again, I like said, I wanted today to be different. We always, you know, yeah. talk about how to sell books on these podcasts, considering that we're doing the webinars. I thought no reason to make it redundant. I really wanted to yeah. feature your story and what you've been able to accomplish. So for anybody listening that wants to not, you know, write a book, sure, but I really just that wants to build a, a business that helps people, changes lives and gives them financial freedom. Any final tips on, on what's helped you on your journey? I love the the Zig Ziglar quote. He says, if you wait for all the lights to turn green, you'll never get started on your journey to the top. And so I think for a lot of people, writing a book is a maybe next year, maybe someday item. And they think there's going to be this magical day where I've got no job, no business, <laughs> no kids. I've got a week off in the mountain in a cabin by myself. And that's when I'm going to write my book. And it's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Like you, you're going to have to start before you're ready. And so the, the advantage that most of your folks have, uh, how is they're already doing the miracle morning. And so, yeah. so many of our, like we teach the miracle morning as one of the first steps. It's like, all right, cool. How do I write? How do I find time to write? It's like, have you tried the miracle morning? You should do that. <laughs> and use 30 minutes to that to write every day and you can make consistent progress, right? So, so many people are already doing that. And so utilize what you're already doing to start making progress with your book, get started before you're ready. And then obviously we've got the trainings happening on March 30th and then April 1st. So if you're trying to get your first book done or maybe your, your next book launched because you've never done it the right way, March 30th, 1 p.m. Eastern, howlrod.com forward slash SPS. That's going to be the best first place. If you've written and published one or multiple books and you're like, how do I get these to keep selling? Like you've got kind of that crash of sales post-launch, show up for the one on April 1st. And yeah. that's going to be about how to sell more books. And then if you're listening to this right now and you're like, dang it, those dates have already passed. Go to that same link. What we're going to do is we're going to put the recorded version of that uh, at that same exact link. So if you're past those dates, no problem. You can go there. You'll see the recorded version of that training. And so that this can continue to be a resource for people who either want to launch a book or, or sell more books of the, the book that they've already launched. Yeah, man. And to be clear, I'm going to be on both of those webinars, right? These are like, yes. I'll be there, you know, so you're going to yeah. hear from Chandler. You'll hear from me too. And the last thing I want to say, Chandler, very quickly is you mentioned you closed out with a Zig Ziglar quote, and I want to close out with another Zig quote that applies to you. It's you can have everything in life if you help enough other people get what they want. You can have everything in life that you want if you help enough other people get what they want. And that's exactly what Chandler, what you're doing. It's what I what I try to do with, you know, helping people get what they want. And then that, you know, it comes back and that's what writing a book can do for you. It can help. You can get everything that you want in life if you write a book that helps enough other people get what they want. So I'm excited for uh, the webinars. Never done two webinars in a week, man. So this is you're stretching me, but uh, <laughs> it's going to be fun, man. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's easy to talk to you. So it's a good time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Hal. Thank you so much for having me on and and thank you so much for just putting me in front of your audience. You're such a great example of what you just talked about, which is helping other people get what they want and helping build other people up. And I, I tell people this all the time, like you are the most inspiring person that I've ever met. And I don't just say that. <laughs> like, I don't, there's no one else in my life that I'm like, that's the most inspiring person <laughs> I've ever met. It's like, it's Hal Elrod, just your story, your passion for people, your love for people, how you serve people. Like, it's just unbelievable. And so I appreciate you, man. 
Thank you, brother. I'll just say it takes one to know one, man. So uh, it's, it's fun to do life with you, Chandler. Goal achievers and members of the Miracle Morning community, thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy talking to Chandler as much as I do. And uh, again, if you want to register for either of the webinars on how to write a book and publish a book or how to sell more books, go to halelrod.com forward slash SPS, self-publishing school, SPS. And uh, we'll see you uh, pretty soon. Take care. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 